0: good afternoon. Welcome to In the Making. We're on a remote location today, out and about, so you may hear a lot of different noises. Um, I know we haven't completed our um, workings with justification by faith. We um, so talked first of all about um, uh, peace with God. We talked about the peace of God, but but something has captivated me, held me for the last few days, a week, and also a Romans chapter 10, um, part of it, part of its makeup is justification. Uh, but what, what holds me um, is somewhere between the 13th and 18th and 19th verses. Uh, but we know that it's the whole book inclusive by God and the whole chapter is inclusive. But what is striking to me is the, is the uh, fact that I want to touch on today. And I don't know if this will just be a one-time thing, if this will just uh, This channel multiple How can they hear without a preacher? How Okay, let's, let's not deal with it. Okay. And how shall he preach unless he be saved? So, let's deal with the preacher, the herald, the messenger. And we know that thing the ultimate messenger was Jesus Christ himself. There was not one like him. There, there won't be one like him again. He was perfect in all his ways, just the righteous man of God. Our Savior, our Redeemer. Uh, he is the ultimate messenger. Having said that, this particular passage talks about a preacher As we alluded to earlier that that even though I'm trying to look or examine these few passages, ultimately God's intent is is for everyone Uh, because later on Paul talks in here about Israel that they should receive this message uh, of God's plan of salvation. Uh, He talks again earlier about Jews and Gentiles so it encompasses all because of that 13th verse, uh, he says, for all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So ultimately the, the message is for all. So what about this preacher, this proclaimer, this herald? There are three things that we just can talk briefly with and just touch it on. That we live is important, but ultimately, we all know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again. And there are standards that are set forth uh, in scripture as to how a man of God ought to conduct and behave himself, and not only a man of God, which we give him the umbrella, but the big umbrella is because of a Christian, how a Christian ought to conduct himself. And so part of that Christian, part of the branch of Christianity, are what we call preachers. And so there are standards that are given for them. So we know all that to be true. And we don't delve into all of that. But what we're gonna talk about relates to this particular scripture in that this herald messenger of God um, has three things that we see that are prevalent. First of all, this preacher or proclaimer has to be um, sent by God. We'll go a little bit in detail, Uh, not a whole lot, but just touching on it in the making. uh, Lesson or thought or topic for today, feel free to chime in. So the first thing that the the herald does is he sent. Secondly, the herald must have a message. You can't proclaim if you don't have anything to proclaim. So he has a message, and finally, um, well this, that's probably the third thing. Isn't it? Um, well, actually, yeah, that's second. The third thing is that he proclaims. So he, he is sent. He receives the message, and then he goes. And the first part of that, if we go back to the scripture, it says, how can they believe him whom they have not known? How can one really know Christ? How can one really believe in Christ if they don't know who Christ is? And so, for God to be God, and for his express desire is that all to be saved. Ultimately, everybody has to hear about this plan or know about this plan of salvation. And so here... who have limited capacity to audibly sense and understand sounds, um, there has to be a way for them to at least get an opportunity to understand. So we know hearing And its intent has evolved. So how can one believe in whom they have not known? So Christ has to be made known. And most of the time, though we see things and though we read things, a lot of what we gain knowledge about is through hearing. And so then, if we can't believe or we don't have a capacity to believe in whom we have not known, Paul then says, by the inspiration of scripture, how can we hear without a preacher? How can we hear about this Jesus? How can we hear about God's plan of salvation? without someone to proclaim the message. And herein lies our first dealing with the preacher that he has sent. That's very important. Paul would, in his writings, later on when when people were against him, uh, people were preaching for various reasons, didn't reasons, didn't want to give Paul his props as being an apostle of God, one who had been changed, transformed by God. And so he says, as long as they're preaching Christ, let them go. Let them do it. There may be selfish reasons. They may be uh, for financial gain. They may be to discredit Paul, but they're going to talk about Christ, so let them do it. So that The name would get out. The message would get out. But herein lies the importance of the sent preacher. The sent preacher has at least two things. He has authority that comes from God as one being sent. And so authority comes with it influence. And we'll get on later. That that you can proclaim or give a message, the person doesn't necessarily have to hear it or listen to it, and they don't necessarily have to follow it. But the authority given by the sent preacher is that God gives him the authority to proclaim it, which means somebody's going to take notice. Again, it may be a, 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 a multiple lessons. That we're going to come from this particular passage, but, but the reality and the truth is that, that the authority comes from. Uh, that comes from God to the sent vessel of God, as the proclaimer or as the herald. Gives him something, that a lot of others don't have. You go on the authority. Um, the police force. We know that they've had a hard time here these these recent years, you know, and, and in most cases, rightfully so. But in some cases, where they are sent, they they wear the badge, but they're individuals, and the individual is not supposed to be able to operate on his own authority, on his own merit. But because he has that badge and because he's assigned to a force, he's backed by the authority of the one who issues him the badge. Now, he can act on his own and do something. And there are times when the authority will back him because he acted in authority. But in a lot of cases, they act without having to report back because they're operating in the authority, the jurisdiction, the rules to which the badge entails them. And that's how it is with the sit vessel of God. He operates in the authority of God. So it, it it's not, or it doesn't matter, or God is not really looking at what may be the result what happens to the individual that's proclaiming the message what god wants is the message proclaimed so the message that's preached Allah with uh, Peter and John and Paul and the rest of the apostles they 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 suffered death and some suffered persecution and many of us today will be uh berated Because then our lifestyle, as we talked about earlier, will come into play or come into question. And so that's why God desires us to live a a spotless life, to live the best we can in the power of his spirit so that those things won't be problems. However, because we walk in the authority of the message, because the message is so authoritative and so powerful and and goes against the cultural norms and the norms of the world and how we we want to operate in our flesh, and that part that is, a, that is apart from God, then we're subject to um, the, I don't know, lack of a better word, the, the problems from an outside world. And so God understands that. So that's why part of his plan <laughs> Is that when eternity affords us a place from all of that. But in the here and now, there are some people that needs to hear. And so he sends a proclaimer of the good news of Jesus Christ because he wants as many to to come with him as Satan wants to go with him. And so the proclaimer has an authoritative message that if he preaches the message, the message is powerful. Now everyone won't listen Everyone won't believe But God gives the messenger The authority uh, That comes from God So the message Or the messenger Is sent On the authority of God Second he's sent With authenticity God's word God's word is authentic there's nothing like it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And so God's word is authentic, it's pure, it's perfect, it's undefiled, it's righteous. And so when you have and so when the meh, when the, the one sent goes with the authority of God and goes with the authenticity, the purity of the message, then the likelihood of one failing to receive it, failing to comprehend it, failing to abide or believe in it, falls not then on the one who sent it, which is God. It doesn't fall on the the messenger, the preacher, the proclaimer. It falls then on that person who has failed to believe. Because the message is pure, show, or the messenger, or the one who sent the message, God is pure and holy and undefiled and righteous and just and all those things. And the message is authentic. It's the word of God. And so there is no, Scripture says later, there is no, there's no excuse you won't won't be held blameless for not receiving this message. So the proclaimer, the preacher is very important um, in in this triune role, if you will, as to speak. Because first of all, this proclaimer has to be sent. And if he's sent by God, he's sent with power and authenticity of the word. Secondly, not only is he sent, he must have a message to go, to take uh, to the ones to whom proclaim it. He has to have a message. And so we can go and preach our own message or the proclaimer or the preacher can preach their own message and they'll have followers. We, we know of Jim Jones of the worlds. Uh, we know of a lot of different cultic religions cultic followings even sometimes in our own pulpits uh, we can preach certain things or teach certain things that have some have relevance to the kingdom of heaven and some don't and yet there still must be a message that is preached that even is beyond some of those messages and some of those are best for a teaching setting And so we've become so prominent now in this age that we have Zoom and and Facebook and all of these other media outlets that that if teaching is necessarily on on financial situations, the relationships and all those things, then then there's an avenue for that. But what God is saying here is that there is an urgent message and that urgent message is salvation. That it's not just uh, exclusive. It's not an exclusive club. It's not just for Jews. It's not just for Gentiles. It's not just for Israel. But I need to make it known to Israel what they're doing in rejecting this message. And to the Jews that, that you are not just going to receive salvation based on who you are. You have to be saved based on who you know and who knows you. And the Gentiles won't be excluded just because they're not in my initial family. They won't be excluded. And so a message has to be sent that there is a way for them to come into uh, salvation. And that message is, uh, is, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what it says later on. Uh, in that particular message, where it calls this message the gospel, I think it's in verse 15, it calls that message the gospel, and in verse 14, I think it is, or 16 and 15, and 14, somewhere in there, uh, that it calls it the, the gospel of peace and glad tidings of good things, and so. This message that is sent by God is Jesus Christ. Salvation that is found in Christ Jesus. And salvation is is a cornerstone, it's it's a foundation, it's a must to be preached, not just on the outside of the four buildings of the church, but it still must be preached on the inside. Because we have this, this duality that's going on in the churches today, where we think we have arrived and so most of a lot of our message messages uh, and I understand that we must mean we must be progressive and we must uh, move to different levels we must gain knowledge but we don't gain knowledge just to gain knowledge and not have wisdom and not have practice of that knowledge uh, we don't just want to be progressive uh, at at the expense of being uh, exclusive, meaning that we don't just want to teach more to those who already know the word, because we make the assumption that those who are in our church houses today are saved. And even in the saved, there are different levels of understanding and knowledge. And what we do is we, we keep putting more knowledge in and we don't understand that that a foundation has not been laid, that there's still some people in there who have not saved. They may have been coming to church for a long time, for years, but yet they have not received Christ. And and guess what? If they have not received Christ, they still can't receive the spiritual truths that we're teaching. And yes, in life, we'll give them life principles of how to live, uh, moment to moment and how to go from day to day and, and how this is just a, a small thing when it comes to God. But they can't um, understand that and can't comprehend that if they don't know the way of salvation, if they don't know Christ, because the things that we're teaching and preaching are only benefits for a Christian, for a child of God. And so, again, that may be another Lesson for another day because there's a lot in this, but the message is important, it's it's vital, and we can't underscore that that a, a, a person can still be in the four walls and be carnal minded. We have Christians who are carnal-minded, and a carnal mind can't really receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. So, so we can preach a great, outstanding message, and and yet our mind is somewhere else not focused on Christ, and so we still have to preach Christ. Why we're able to walk this way, why, why we're able to be victorious, why we're able to to, to forgive. Why we're able to, to see a victory in spite of all of this confusion and stuff is going on in the world is because of Christ. It's not because of us. It's not because of the things we do or say. It's not because of who we know. It's because we have the power of Christ that worked in us by the Holy Spirit. So as we as we have to talk more about Christ and not just assume that our people know this because we can give great lessons discourses and how to do this and this but a lot of benefits and a lot of the victory excuse me again I'm on remote assignment a lot of the victory that we have is only because we are in Christ Jesus. So that foundation is still a priority in our churches. And so this duality, this sense of, 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 of moving up in levels and forgetting the foundation is, is really crippling, uh, will wind up crippling our churches. Um, and so the message... Is important for the herald, for the preacher, the, for the proclaimer. The message is important. It's the message of the cross It's the message of Jesus Christ. It's because salvation is not only for our eternal prosperity, our eternal posterity, our eternal inheritance uh, to live forever in the kingdom of God. Uh, But deliverance and salvation is also our daily walk. We have to be, uh, we're delivered or saved from something almost every day. Because Christians still go through things. And though we have our eternal salvation secure in Christ, there are some things then that we are saved from as we continue to to walk in this earth. And we still have to know that those things are found (laughs) in Christ Jesus. And so it's important that this preacher, this herald be, first of all, sent with the authority of, from God and the authentic, authenticity of God's word, that they're sent with this message of truth, this message of Jesus Christ, and finally, they have to proclaim it. They have to proclaim the good news, the gospel of peace, the good tidings or the glad tidings, of good things. they have to proclaim it. they have to be obedient to it and preach the word of God. because it goes back then to that question that was asked, how can they believe in him of whom they have not known? And how can he sent, preach unless he be sent? Or how can they hear without a preacher so so god sends, and the preacher the proclaimer the herald has to proclaim the truth of the message we can proclaim see see this is important the message we just got through talking about but the proclamation the proclamation is important The sender, which is God, has his merit, undeniable, unmistakably. The message has its merit. It's the word of God, undeniable, unmistakably. But it's the proclamation. What is being proclaimed? God says, Here's the message, proclaim this yet I'm proclaiming everything else. Now don't get me wrong, there are other avenues and venues and even maybe sometimes in the same setting where we have to or we are urged to or implored to or it makes good sense or, or, or good wisdom, good understanding to teach and proclaim some other things as we're proclaiming the gospel message. But make no mistake, the ultimate message and the priority is proclaiming Christ Jesus. Whether you are victorious in something else, whether, if you're not talking about initial salvation, whatever you're victorious in, whatever you're trying to go through, it has to be because of Christ. Because all other things will fail, all of the sand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Because if we base our hopes on everything else and the reason for our successes and how we're overcoming and our our self-help and all of these things, if we fail to include Christ, we still fail. If we're not failing now, we will fail. Ultimately, we will fail because the message is of Jesus Christ. And that's what the herald, the messenger is to proclaim. Because we know, I think 2 Peter, I think it's Second Peter, tells us that we are to add or to include or, or that faith, add to our faith. In other words, add to means, it means that because we have faith, these are some things that we should practice or should be supplements in our faith that if we are faith walkers and faith witnesses of jesus christ then these are some things that need to become more prevalent in our lives as we live from day to day and these are the things we teach or should teach that that we should have virtue. we should have moral goodness we should have moral character and it's not because my mama raised me right yeah she did and i got some good things from mama but ultimately, I can't live the way that God wants me to live. And I can't practice the things that God wants me to practice unless I have Christ Jesus. Unless I walk in his spirit. For uh, uh, a virtue and knowledge or discernment. I can't have spiritual discernment, knowing how I should approach things and deal with some things and and and, and uh, confront some things. But yet turn away from conf- confrontation in some areas i can't have that type of discernment unless i have christ um add what uh, self-control uh, that should be a fruit of the spirit add um brotherly l- kindness add love all these things should prevail in a life of faith and, and these things can be taught. These things can be proclaimed, but they have to be proclaimed within the context of knowing Jesus Christ. Because we all fail. A righteous man falls down and gets back up. Excuse me, remote. Someone is trying to get a little firepower out. <laughs> but this is what we're saying is that ultimately if we don't have Christ we're going to fail. I don't ha- care how good a message is, how good as has been prepared, how much it will get a person jumping out of their seats, how much it might get a person crying, how much knowledge it might add to your vocabulary or to 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 your way of, of of knowledge if you don't have understanding the understanding to which the way that the lord wants you to practice it in wisdom you're gonna fail because ultimately our hope is built on christ scripture says he's our hope and so if we hope in anything else no matter how much it has helped somebody else in the past No matter how it's helping right now, no matter how much it's helping financially, emotionally, ultimately, our hope rests in Christ. And we need that message preached. Have a good day. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day, another journey, another time where we can sit, talk about your word and your goodness. We thank you, God, for ears that hear. But we thank you also for minds that understand and comprehend and we invite. We invite their comments. We invite their prayers. We invite their wisdom. Uh, But one thing we don't want to do, we don't want to argue your word. We don't want to debate your word. uh, But we just want to let people express themselves. And I just pray that each day that you will give us revelation, knowledge of Christ. And that, Father God, we will yield and walk as you would have us to walk in love and obedience to you. Father, you get the praise. It's your honor and it's your glory. In Jesus' name, until the next time in the making, amen.